Hello and welcome to another podcast with me, Troy Francis, coming at you from London as usual. And I've got a banger of a podcast lined up for you today because today I wanted to do something a little bit different and to talk about business and most specifically online business and having a personal brand, which if you followed me for a while, you'll know is a subject that I've uh, talked about extensively in the past, but I wanted to touch on it again today. So I'm going to be going through 21 things that I've learned over two years of self-employment, which I thought was kind of kind of interesting, and I hope it will be useful for people. So we're going to go into that in a moment. But before I do, a couple of announcements as always. Firstly, there are a couple of Rule Zero tickets left for the 18th of April day event with myself, Rollo Tomasi, uh, Rich Cooper, Ryan Stone and John from Modern Life Dating. Available still, so if you're interested in that, and you really should be because it's going to be an awesome event, then do head to the link below and grab the last couple of tickets or the last ticket or whatever you, you know, however many you need. Uh, because, yeah, it's going to be awesome. As I say, there's only really a couple of returns left, so if you go and it's sold out, then apologies for that, but do check out because it's going to be an amazing, amazing day. Uh, Apart from that, if you're watching, or rather, if you're listening to this on YouTube, then please do subscribe to my YouTube channel. That's where I'm really concentrating on my content in 2020, really working hard to build up the channel, putting out loads and loads of interesting, actionable, and I hope entertaining stuff on the channel, um, including this podcast. So do please hit subscribe. And if you hit that notifications bell and then put all notifications, then that just double enforces the fact that you're going to get a notification every time I release a new bit of content. So, so do do that because it really helps me as well to, to grow the audience, to grow the reach and to help more people. And it's good for you because you, you get to know when the content's coming up. Uh, beyond that, yeah, just sign up for my daily email. So again, there's a link below in the description to this. I send out an email every day from Monday to Friday. I tend to have the weekends off, but Monday to Friday, I send out an email. It's got a a free article in that email every day during the week. So if you're looking to level up, to improve your dating skills, to improve your game, uh, and just to to get to the next level in life in general, uh, then do grab that uh, opportunity to get on my email list because it um, is awesome. There's over, there's nearly two and a half thousand guys on there now. Yeah, it goes from strength to strength. And, and look, if I get deplatformed everywhere, and you never know these days what will happen, then if you're on that email list, then I'll be able to keep in touch and get new content out to you and et cetera, et cetera. Also as well, support me on Patreon. I've got a Patreon VIP members area, links below. Have a look at that. I'm uploading two additional exclusive videos over there per week that you won't get on YouTube. So if you want extra content from me, then that is the place to go. Anyway, that's quite enough of that. Let's get into the content. So yeah, I thought I'd do a podcast talking about things that I've learned throughout my time being self-employed. And I decided to go for 21 things I've learned over two years. Now, actually, it's been slightly more than two years. It's been sort of two years and three months or something like that. But I thought, look, let's to make it so that this doesn't go on for too long, 
let's go for 20 things in, in two years. And it's, it's kind of two full years, if you like, that I've been working on my brand, self-employed, in the capacity of Troy Francis, dating coach, writer, content creator, mixture of all of those things, whatever you want to call it. And so really, the, the points that I'm going to be discussing, the 21 things that I'm going to be going through, as I say, relate in particular to this sort of business where you have a personal brand, which is basically what I do. So if you look at my income, you know, most of it comes from the sale of books. Uh, Latterly, it's come from support on Patreon. Thank you very much to my Patreon subscribers. Uh, uh, Some from mentoring and coaching. So I do Skype coaching. I do some in-person coaching. So obviously, that's a stream of income as well. I said book sales, didn't I? And also any online course sales. So I've done a a couple of online courses, actually, which are both still up. Um, Personal Brand Mastery is still up. If you're interested in this topic, by the way, worth having a look at Personal Brand Mastery because it goes into detail about how you can build this kind of business for yourself. Uh, And I've got another one up there uh, as well. Um, And I'm building, well, I've built my third, which is the Charisma and Dating Academy, which is opening on the 30th of April. So online courses is another stream of revenue. So, oh, and the other thing as well is doing affiliate uh, marketing for people. So for example, when say John from Modern Life Dating, when his body language course comes out, I'll email uh, my supporters, I'll you know make content about it, maybe make a video or write an article or something like that. I'll include a link in, the, in, in that piece of content or underneath the video or whatever it is encouraging people to sign up for Body Language Mastery. And if they do, through my link, then I will get a cut of the of the money. So affiliate marketing as well is a great way for an online personal brand content creator to, to make some cash. So an amalgamation of those three things, which is basically selling digital products, books and courses, coaching, uh, affiliate marketing, plus what's the other one? I think there's another one, but I've forgotten. But, you know, it's an amalgamation of those things. Plus, occasionally, maybe some little random job comes in. But those are the, those are the main things, really, that I, that I do. That's how I make my income. And that's what I've been doing for the last, as I say, two full calendar years, uh, 2018 and 2019. And now, obviously, we're into 2020. So what are the things I've learned? As, as I was sort of coming around to saying... This is particularly pertinent if you're in that sort of business or you're looking to become a dating coach, you're looking to become a YouTuber, somebody who, a blogger, somebody who creates content online, an Instagram or TikTok, sorry, TikTok influencer. You know, if you see yourself going in that direction, this will be particularly opposite for you. But I think some of this stuff applies just to a regular business, even a bricks and mortar business, to be honest. So have a listen, see what you think and leave comments below and just, yeah, let me know your thoughts on on these things and anything that you think I've missed out. So 21 things I've learned over two years working for myself. Number one, creativity is all. Yeah, creativity is really, really important. And particularly for me, because when you think about it, the sort of work that I'm doing, it's, it's all driven by creativity, really. I mean, yes, I'm reporting on real life things. I'm making observations in the real world. I'm teaching actionable techniques that, that actually work. But, 
you know, you, you've got to be able to think up ideas. You've got to be able to think up what's an interesting idea for a book, what's a cool idea for an article or a, even a tweet or an Instagram post, what's going to engage people. And it's that creativity that really fuels the whole thing. Now, people talk about writer's block. I never get writer's block. And I don't say that to boast or to act cool or anything like that. It's just that you have to get into this mode where you're just sitting down and you're coming up with ideas constantly. Now, some of the ideas are going to be good. Some of the ideas are going to be less good. uh, And that's just the way it goes. But if you're churning them out consistently, then what you find is that muscle really gets exercised and it's just much easier to get into the flow. But creativity, 100%. My whole business is driven by creativity. And if suddenly my creativity gets switched off, then I'm going to be screwed, to be honest, and not in a good way. So let's hope it keeps going. But yeah, creativity is everything. Number two, your job is not social media. Now, this is a tricky one because... In a sense, a lot of my my job is social media because if you look at the platforms that I'm on, right? So I'm on YouTube, I'm on SoundCloud. Uh, This podcast also goes to iTunes as well. But, you know, in terms of social terms, let's say YouTube, SoundCloud, I'm on Twitter. I tweet a hell of a lot. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. Uh, I'm now on Patreon, which is a sort of social media platform, I suppose. Yeah, so, you know, I'm on a lot of social media platforms. And probably the reason that you're listening to this is because you found me on one of those platforms and you kind of liked maybe something I had to say or you hated it and you thought you'd (laughs) troll me. So you thought you'd follow me to troll me. But whatever, you know, you saw me on one of these platforms and that sort of drew you in and then you became somebody who who followed my content. Thank you very much. Um, excuse me. Mm. Beautiful bit of water. So social media is a big part of what I do. And if you want to do something similar, you're going to need to be on social media. And, and let's be honest, even if, you know, your business is a toilet roll factory, you're still kind of going to be need to be on social media because that's just we all, it's expected now that brands have social media, a presence there. And whatever sort of operation you're running, you're going to need to be mindful of that and to address it. Having said that, and this is something that I have to battle with the whole time, my job really is not being on social media. My job is not being on Twitter or, or even being on YouTube or anything else. My job is creating products and services to help people. Okay, so my job really is writing books. My job is consulting with people, you know, doing coaching calls with people. My job is taking guys out and helping them with their social anxiety and insecurities and things. Um, My job is building courses that will help people to learn the principles that I'm, I'm putting forward. That's my job. The social media side of things is the marketing. So all of the stuff that I do on social media has only one aim, really. Well, maybe it's got a couple of aims. But in in the main, all the social media stuff is doing is to attract attention. So I tweet all the time, and that attracts attention to me. Some people like me, some people hate me, but some of them are going to become followers, some of them are going to subscribe to my stuff, etc., etc. Same thing with YouTube. All the YouTube videos... Of course, I want people to be helped by the YouTube stuff that I put out. 
But YouTube isn't really my job. YouTube is just a means of attracting attention. And then hopefully, from my side of things, uh, people decide that they want to sign up to my email list. Maybe they want to buy a book or, or they want to book me for a consultation or something else. So you've got to separate, separate it out. And yes, social media is incredibly important. And I spend a lot of my time doing social media stuff. But I have to remind myself that social media in itself isn't actually my job. All right, number three. Tr- um, just start and worry about the tech as you go along. Okay, so I put this one in because I've just today been sitting down and looking at a new uh, tech interface that I'm thinking of moving everything over onto. So at the moment, I use various different platforms. So I'm on Teachable, which is an online course sales uh, uh, platform. I'm on Patreon. I sell through Amazon. I use Gumroad. You know, I use Mailchimp for my emails. I use a lot of different platforms, and I am looking at a new platform today and sort of trialing a new platform, which I might be moving some of those things onto for simplicity and because I think it's going to be a better user experience and everything else. Um, but the point is right. If I am not a particularly tech-savvy person. And so if I'd gone into all of this, you know, like going mental about the tech and being really, really worried about, oh my God, what, you know, what about WordPress plugins? What about um, an RSS feed for my podcast? How do I do daily emails? What about email collection? What about sales pages, logins, et cetera, et cetera? Um, I probably wouldn't have got off the ground because all of that stuff is outside of my comfort zone. Now, we're very lucky in this day and age, and it, it gets better all the time, that you don't actually have to be tech savvy to run an internet business. Back in the early 2000s, it would have been very difficult. The barrier to entry would have been high because you would have needed to know coding, you would have needed to know, you know how to build a website and all of these different things. These days, I'm glad to say, you don't need to know anything. You don't need to know anything technical. You know, I don't, I can't code. I probably should learn a bit of code. You know, the old, um, there's the meme, isn't there? Learn, learn to code. Uh, some people would probably say I should learn to code. Um, but uh, I, I haven't currently learned. Um, and, and yes, I probably should because, you know, it's good to, to, to know a bit of the back end stuff. But th- here's the thing. You don't have to because all of the platforms that I've mentioned Particularly like, so if you want to start a website, you can use WordPress. It's very easy. They're all very easy. WordPress is very easy. Teachable is very easy if you want to do an online course. Obviously, the, the social media platforms are all very intuitive and easy. Uh, but, but Patreon is easy. All of these things, you can set up your online presence. And it's really simple. And you don't need to know about techie stuff. Okay, And the techie stuff that perhaps you do need to find out about you can hire people to do it. So what I do is if I need most of the stuff I do myself, and if I need something particularly technical to be done, then of course, I'll I'll Google it or whatever first. But after that, I'll go to a website like Fiverr, and I'll hire someone to, to help me out with the job. So over the years, I've hired people on several occasions to help out with some of the more just the more cumbersome technical things to do with websites and 
uh, importing content and all this sort of thing. Uh, it's it's usually relatively inexpensive. You can hire somebody, you know, who maybe lives in a different country where, the, you know, their, their rates are going to be somewhat lower than perhaps you get charged in your country of origin. And they'll do a, a great professional job. You can look at the reviews, see how they've been, you know, how they've worked with other people and everything. And yeah, you know, you can meet some great professionals through a website like Fiverr who will really, really help you out with the, the techie stuff. Because there's no point really in me becoming an expert in building a website and everything else because that's not my, my skill set. And so I, there's no point in me taking myself away from the core things that I'm good at, which are creating content really and putting together podcasts like this and so on and so forth. You know, I may as well stay within my, you know, key skill set and let other people do the other things. And so I don't currently have anybody working for me full time, but I certainly do hire people from time to time to help out. The other thing that I hire people to do is design because I'm not really a graphic design person. So if I need a bit of artwork done, I'll usually hire it out to somebody who I so I get my book covers designed by a very good book cover designer from Fiverr. I get things like my logo. My new logo was designed by a guy in Italy. The logo for the CAD course, the Charisma and Dating Academy course, was uh, designed by that same dude in Italy. Yeah, so, you know, I, I will send things out from time to time if they're not within that sort of key area of expertise that I have. But the key, the, the important thing to remember is don't worry about that up front. Just start Keep it simple. Keep it low-tech if you need to. I film a lot on my iPhone. I've got my, my camera, my iPhone, and my webcam in my MacBook Air, and I use those things. I mean, I use my smartphone a lot of the time to create videos. It's low-tech, yes, but, you know, what's more important? Using the, the highest-tech, highest-spec new camera and having 15 lights set up and perfect audio, or is it more important just to get the content out there? For me... I think just getting the content out there is really important. So start and refine as you go along. Okay, number four, experiment with different platforms. Okay, right. So this is going back to the social media thing. So when I started, I mean, I started my blog, my website back in about 2014, I think. And I, I it's always been on WordPress. I've had that WordPress website for um, for, for all of that, that time. And I was writing also for other websites and things like that. And then I got onto Twitter and arguably I started Twitter a bit late. I should have started my Twitter account earlier because I would have had more followers by now, but whatever, you know, I started Twitter because I thought, well, Twitter is, um, good for me because it's, it's obviously it's based on text. I'm a writer. So, Hey, there you go. Let's get on Twitter. So I got on Twitter and I've really hit Twitter hard over the years I've got, I tend to copy over my stuff to Facebook. Facebook is tricky, I think, for content creators because it's harder to grow uh, organically on Facebook. You will get people joining your Facebook group but or your Facebook page, but they tend to be people who've heard of you already somewhere else. And particularly if you're putting out some of the content that I've put out in the past, not that it's outrageous, but you know, you're talking about dating and things like that. People don't always want that associated with their Facebook page. So, 
yeah, you know, I, I've personally found for building an audience, I felt found Twitter to be better because people will see your tweets and if they into what you say, they can uh, follow you, subscribe to your timeline, whatever. So I was doing hitting Twitter really hard for a long time. I then did a bit of Instagram. I wasn't really happy with how Instagram went at first, so I deleted all the posts and I've started it again from this year. Uh, but the big thing for me really was YouTube. So, and I, oh, the other thing was I was doing this podcast. So I've been running a podcast for um, a, a few, a number of years now. I need to look back and see when I did the first one, but it's been a few years now. And the, the podcast was on SoundCloud and then going through to iTunes, which is, you know, kind of standard where a lot of podcasts go. I, it should really be on more platforms. I should get it on Spotify, but I need to, to have a look at that. Yeah, so, and, and YouTube... I sort of flirted with, I had a, a former YouTube channel, if people remember, which I built up to about 500 followers, I think. And my, I, I've always had a funny relationship with doing video because I don't think it's my natural thing, really. You know, naturally, I would just want to sit in a room and write, okay? And that's what I always wanted to do. And that's really how I wanted to build my career. And when you look at it, other people did that. Because if you look at someone like Rollo Tomasi or even Roosh, they were bloggers who basically sat in a room and wrote. They wrote blog posts and they wrote books. And they, you know, they, they made decent money from it. Um, and that was kind of what I wanted to do. And there are other people as well, like Bold and Determined and, I don't know, Cernovich, I suppose, in the early days and things. But what you notice is that those guys, in particular Rollo and also Roosh, are now on YouTube. They're now doing video on top of their writing. And in fact, they're probably favouring video more. And it became apparent that there was this real move across to video. And video was becoming so much more important. And so I knew that I was going to have to get better at doing video. I knew that I was going to have to get good at being on camera, talking to camera, creating visual products as as well as uh, written ones. So it's kind of a necessary evil, really. But I, I have to say now, I really enjoy it. I really like doing YouTube. I really like doing video. And just practicing that skill set has been very valuable for me because what it means is that, I, and I kind of had this in mind when I started my new YouTube channel, was that I knew that if I, the better I got in front of camera, it would make it easier for me to create a video product, which is what I've now done with the Charisma and Dating Academy, which is basically me talking to camera for 10 hours. And the reason that that product is very, very good, of very, very high professional quality, is because I had done all this practice of making YouTube videos for several years now. So, as I said, really, so the point is um, experiment with different platforms. I was doing Twitter for ages, still am doing Twitter. You know, it's, it's got me a lot of success, but it, it's really experimenting with the new platform. It's really moving over to YouTube that has taken things up to the next level for me. So that's what you need to do. You need to, be, you need to kind of be everywhere, but you need to try and find the ones that really work for you and the ones that are going to push the, uh, push the envelope or turn the dial, to use a better cliche, turn the dial for you. And YouTube's really done that for me because you get this like immediacy... 
um, of engagement with the viewers. People get to know you more. It's really, really cool. I really like video. I'm really enjoying it. So, you know, try different platforms. Number five, create different offers to see what flies. All right, so at the beginning, I was just selling books. So I had a book called Seven Laws of Seduction, and I was selling that, and I was selling it for about $9.99 or something like that. And then as I progressed, I had guys coming to me and saying, you need to have a higher ticket price point item. You know, you can't just sell books for $9.99 because you've got to sell a hundred, you know, you've got to sell 10 books to make a hundred pounds or, you know, there or thereabouts. Whereas if you had one product that was a hundred pounds, you only need to find one customer. So, and and also the other thing is, you know, some people are going to like you, they're going to like what you have to offer. So they'll buy the 9.99 book, but then they're thinking, okay, so what's the next thing? How do I take this further? How do I get something something more? So you need to have different offers at different price points. And so what I did, and we'll go into this a little bit more later, is that a couple of years ago, I created Personal Brand Mastery, which is my course about what I'm talking about now, really, which is building my personal brand how guys can do it. And that's uh, the price on that's fluctuated, but I was charging a couple of hundred dollars for that at one point. And yeah, the thinking behind that was, okay, so I've got my lower priced items, which are my books. Then I've got this higher priced course and I also offer coaching as well. So people can buy that. And of course, that's a higher price point uh, item as well because they're getting me in person. So you need to have different things different offers, and just try them out and see what flies. Some of them are going to fly, some of them aren't going to fly, and that's fine. You need to keep experimenting. And again, going back to point one, creativity is all, because the more creative you are, the more ideas you're going to think up, the more quickly you can put these things out and, and, and get something out there into the, the market. All right. Number six, be authentic to attract others. Now, I mean this both in terms of attracting customers and also attracting collaborators. And this is talked about a lot, so I probably don't need to labor the point, but the more when you're doing a personal brand, and to be honest, even if your your business is something a bit more conventional than mine, even if you're say, I don't know, you're like a, an accountant or something like that, and you're using social media to to pull in customers, the more authentic you can be, the better. Because people are people buy people, right? And the more drawn they are to you, the more pulled in they are by your personality, your unique traits, strengths, weaknesses, vulnerabilities, etc., the more engagement you're going to get from certain people, not from everyone, but from certain people, and they are going to become your biggest fans, your biggest customers etc, etc, etc. And what I found was that the more, as I started to get really authentic and just, I was on Twitter and I was getting so fed up with all of the idiots on Twitter that I was getting, a year or so ago, I was, I was just posting all of this quite, ang- almost quite angry, but sort of like quite sort of near the knuckle stuff, just saying, listen, what these people are saying is rubbish. Here's how it is. This is, this is how the land lies. Take it or leave it kind of thing. And that polarized people so some people ended up hating me and you know talking shit about me and all this kind of thing but other people ended up really liking me and it was through that that not only did I get a really engaged 
base of people who like my stuff, you know, not massive, but very engaged, very vocal, very supportive. But I also started to meet collaborators and people through, through networking, people that also kind of liked where I was coming from. And that's how I ended up working with people like Rollo or Ryan Stone or, you know, all of those guys was basically because I put content out that was authentic. And it wasn't that I was currying for their attention or favor. It was just they saw my stuff and they thought, yeah, I, you know, they, they liked kind of where I was coming from. And so I was able to build relationships with them. So I think being authentic online is incredibly powerful. And it's, it's just something you, you really need to do. And look, at the end of the day, right, you don't really want people following you who don't buy into your ethos. It's better to kind of put those people off rather than have them following you without really knowing where you're coming from. And it, it just, you know, you, you kind of want people either to love you or hate you. And yeah, so, you know, you, you just got to be authentic to yourself. Just tell it how it is. Say how you see things and the right people will be attracted to you. That moves on to point seven, which is networking and collaboration is king. So yeah, you know, uh, networking it, uh, and working with other people is really what has always moved me to the next level. So the reason that I became successful as a, as a writer about dating and so on was because I wrote for a very big American website, which was about those topics, and that sort of propelled me to... I wouldn't say the big time, but, you know, people became aware of me. They, they liked some of the stuff that I wrote and it allowed me to sort of springboard onto the next level of setting up my own blog and then setting up my Twitter um, and everything else. So working with other people is, is, is really important. And it's, it's, cool. I, it's cool to work with people who are bigger than you because that expands your audience. So because I appear on shows with, uh, with Rollo and Rich Cooper and Ryan and John... Uh, obviously, that's extend, extended my audience, and I'm incredibly grateful for for that opportunity and for the the ability to to be in front of more people. But it's also really valuable to to work with people who are maybe on the same sort of level as you, or even with smaller content creators as well. And what I like to do is I like to work with people whose whose content interests me. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm I'm not so bothered about if they have the biggest audience in the world. I'll reach out to people with a, a, a much smaller audience than I have um, if I think that where they're coming from is cool and if I'm really interested to find out more about them and, and bring them to the attention of my audience. And I'm not really doing that to be charitable. I'm doing that for the, just for the quality of the content because I want to create, you know, I want to put the best stuff in front of my audience that I can. And so I want to work with the people that, that jibe with me the best, you know, or that, that, that I resonate with. And again, that's because they're authentic. They're putting their, themselves out there. I'm attracted to them. And that's, that's kind of how it works, you know. So again, be authentic and recognize that networking collaboration is king. Number eight, it takes time. This is a pretty basic piece of wisdom, if you like. But my mum said to me when I went on to this journey of self-employment, it takes about three years for a business to, to really gain traction, to get going. Well, I'm in my third year now and December was one of the best months I, I ever had. Um, February was the best month I ever had in terms of money coming in for various different things. 
Um, it didn't start like that. You know, it started, I was making money. I was bringing in revenue from book sales and things, but it wasn't big. It wasn't, even when I left my job, the money that I was bringing in wasn't really a living wage. It was, well, it depends. If I was in Kiev, it would have been a living wage, but it wasn't really a living wage. So for London, certainly, or even Berlin. So, you know, it, it does take time. Um, and you have to be prepared for that. I mean, I'm sure there are loads and loads of things I could have done differently where I would have brought more money in more quickly. But the thing with this is you don't want to be a churn and burn type merchant either. You know, if you go to market with some huge offer and try to bring in as much money as you can, but you haven't got credibility, you know, people don't really know who you are, they don't have that trust in you, then that can potentially backfire as well, particularly if what the product that you offer the market isn't very good, which it might not be if you haven't spent time building yourself up. So you need to be mindful of that. And this is why it's always good when people start on this journey, particularly with a personal brand business, of building it up when they are employed somewhere else. And I worked for many, well, several years when I was in a full-time corporate job and I was putting out my content on the side and I made the jump when it was sort of just about feasible, when the money was coming out from my personal brand stuff, from my Troy Francis stuff, and there were also problems with my corporate employment and then it was like, okay, now's the time to make the jump. But uh, yeah, you know, just be prepared that it's not going to happen overnight. Um, And I'm still very much on the journey. I am not at the level of... financially where I, I, I want to be. I think this year is going to be massive, but it, it, it takes time. It really, really takes time. And money shouldn't be your only motivation anyway. Do you know what I mean? Like, obviously, I want to earn money. I want to have a good life and everything else. But uh, it, it, you need to have, well, I need to have at least, you know, there's got to be some sort of, uh, credi- there's got to be credibility in what you're doing. You've got to believe in what you're doing as well, you know? And there are ways that you can sell out. You know, I could sell out. I could go down a very middle of the road type dating coaching, media friendly sort of dating coaching path. But would that have the the authenticity of what I'm trying to do now? No, I don't think it would. So you've got to balance those things up. Um, number nine. God, oh, this is going to be a long podcast, isn't it? Number nine. Lean into where the money's coming from. So, as I said at the beginning, I've got various different revenue streams. I've also got um, an Airbnb property that I run as well. And there was a time, um, well, back in, I suppose, 2018, really, or maybe actually 2019, where I was making probably more money from the property than I was from the personal brand stuff. And at first, I thought, well, this, you know, I was, I was like, well, I need to, I need to get my my, my button gear for, you know, to, to make more money on the, the the books and things. But then I thought, but actually, it's kind of okay, you know. I mean, like, if if that's, if as long as I'm making the money I need to make, then why not lean into the thing where you're going to make it? And we'll talk about my pivot towards talking about business in, in probably a bit more in a moment. But um, I I did this big pivot. In about 2018, like mid 2018, where I really started to, to, to just talk about personal brand. I just was talking about business the whole time. And I pretty much dropped all of the dating stuff out. 
I was still selling a couple of the books, but I'd sort of dropped all the dating stuff out. And I was like, I'm not going to talk about that anymore. I'm going to be, you know, like I'm going to be like a money Twitter kind of dude. I'm going to be a business, you know, personal brand coach. And there, I, I had some success with that. But what I discovered was that really what people wanted from me was the dating stuff. And that was where I was able to provide the best insight. The most original insights were, were in the dating stuff. It's not that I've got nothing to offer in the business stuff, because I, I, of course I have. But what people really wanted was the dating stuff. And so I then reverted back to talking primarily about the dating stuff, because as I say here in this point, um, point nine, lean into where the money's coming from. Well, the money was coming from the dating stuff. So I lent into that and that's really where my passion is because I love to talk about intergender dynamics. I love to talk about social skills. I love to talk about all of that that stuff is fascinating to me. And so that's where I I lent in and and that's that's been very good to me. You know, it's been very profitable. And then, so point 10, change track, but not too radically. So actually, that, that's just the point that I've just made. I changed track from talking about dating all the time to talking about business all the time. And that was, in hindsight, that was too radical a change. I shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't have gone. So apologies to anyone who's, who was following me at that time, because I shouldn't have made such a definitive change towards just talking about business. Now, as it is, I don't think there's anything wrong with me talking about self-employment and stuff because I I know that a lot of guys who listen to you know who consume my stuff they're interested in that as well you know because you want to live that renegade life don't you you want to be you don't want to have a boss you don't want to be in the corporate job you want to be able to travel and to go around and explore your dating options across the world and everything else and so I know guys are interested in that and I will be doing more content on it but. I don't think it should have been my only thing because I'm not Gary V. You know, I'm not. I'm not one of those dudes. I'm. I, I am primarily someone who's interested in relationships between human beings on an emotional and sexual romantic level, and that's really where my speciality lies. Uh, in terms of creating content, you know, I'm not. I'm just not that dude who is sort of like I'm not Grant Cardone or anybody like that. As much as I like those guys, that's just not really me. So you need to, I need to, you can change, you can try different avenues, but you need to remember to always appeal to your core audience and also your core strengths as well. Okay, number 11, always learn new skills. Yep, well, it's self-explanatory really, but you know, I had to learn video editing, I had to learn... Some graphic stuff, because I do do a bit of graphic stuff over on Canva, which is a really good graphics website if you want to build like things like thumbnails for videos and uh, Instagram posts and stuff like that. Yeah, so, you know, I had to learn to get better in front of camera. I had to learn to get better on audio. And by the way, before any trolls and haters come into the comments, it's still work in progress. I'm not saying I'm perfect, but... It's a, it's a slow, gradual improvement. And yeah, you know, you need to learn those new skills and you need to always be learning. Number 12, follow your instincts. Well, I won't say too much about that because I think that's quite self-explanatory as well. But in a business like this, where it's based on creativity, I'm always trying to balance between, uh, on the one hand, 
doing what the audience wants me to do. So that's why I'll always say on videos and in emails and things, you know, tell me what issues you want me to cover. Tell me the questions that you have and I'll cover them. Because obviously I want to... I want to be as useful to the, the people that follow me as possible. And that's really important. But also, I have to follow my own instincts as well. I have to, and the content creator has to be something of a leader. The content creator has to say, okay, this is what you need to know. This is where we're going to go now. Because when you think about it, if you're setting up a personal brand and you're putting yourself forward as an expert, then the people that follow you are looking to you for guidance. And so you have to follow your instincts for where you're going to go. Now, I did this with my Fifty Shades of Game series, which was about the fetish BDSM scene, uh, swingers club, strippers and things like that. Probably nobody would have asked me to write a book about fetish clubs and kinky sex and things. Probably. I mean, maybe somebody would, but, you know, it wouldn't have been top of the list. But I followed my instinct because that was something that I had an interest in. I thought it had relevance to guys. I, I knew it hadn't really been done before in this space. And I did it and those books went down really well. No pun intended. They were very popular. So, yeah, you have to follow your own instincts. You have to follow your own interests to some extent while also keeping an eye on the audience and what the audience wants as well. Number 13, have mentors take advice. Yes, you need to do this. I sent out a really silly tweet recently where I was saying most millionaires I know don't have, didn't use a mentor. You know, they just kind of got there off their own back. And I don't even really know why I sent it out. I mean, I, actually, it's kind of true. I do know a few people like that. But Rich Cooper of Entrepreneurs in Cars uh, rightly commented under the tweet and he said, he said, this isn't true. Uh, actually... Most millionaires do have some sort of mentoring. They have people to show them the way. And of course, he was right. And <laughs> I've had mentors myself, not least Rich Cooper, but also the guys on Rule Zero. So Rollo, Ryan, John. John is a, is a, is a great mentor. He's an he's a, a, a awesome businessman. He, he very driven. Really, really cool guy. But I've had other mentors in this space as well. Um, Tom Torero, I would say, was one. Some other people maybe you, you don't know, uh, as well as mentors in my, my uh, private life as well. So, yes, you need to have people who are sort of ahead of you and kind of are doing something you want to be doing. And it, it, just, it just helps immeasurably to have those people in, in your life and to have those people that you can access. Because, firstly they'll give you some proper advice on, on what to do but secondly it's just really inspiring because you can see the stuff they've done and you're like wow okay so if he can do it I can do it and I can see the template now so having mentors is incredibly important you need to you really need to do that and take the advice as well you know don't just put pay lip service to it number 14 put out loads of free content so this is going back to the social media point that I made earlier. So while I said that social media is not your job and it isn't your job, nevertheless, you need to be present on social media and you need to be putting out a load of content for free because the way that people find me is because I put out advice videos. I, I write articles where I say, why don't you do this for your dating life? Why don't you do that? Uh, I put out tweets that, that do a similar thing. And all of that stuff is free. 
So somebody can follow my stuff and they don't need to buy anything. You don't need to buy a single book. You don't need to buy a course. You don't need to book me for a coaching call. You can just look at all the articles on my website. You can watch the videos on my YouTube channel and that is, or listen to all these podcasts and that is going to give you a lot of high quality free information. So why am I doing that? Because I'm incredibly generous and, and altruistic? Well, partly, you know, obviously I like to, to help people. I want to help the dudes that, that come to, to look at my stuff as much as I possibly can. And I know for a fact that, you know, some of this stuff I, I would have absolutely killed for when I was, uh, when I was younger. But it's also as a marketing tool because people see my stuff and they think, well, that was cool. I liked how he wrote that article. I liked that video. And as a result, they're more inclined to come and purchase something. They're more inclined to buy a book or to book me for a coaching call or to buy a course or whatever it is. So you need to be putting out free content. You, you need to be putting out more free content than you're asking for sales. Now, Tom Torero always used to say, I think it was you put out nine pieces of free content and then on the 10th, you ask for a sale. Or maybe it was you put out eight and then on the ninth you ask for a sale. But it's, it's sort of like that. You know, you put out nine blog posts for free where you're talking about dating and then on the tenth you say, oh, by the way, if you like this, come and buy my book or come and book me for a coaching call or whatever. So you need to be generous and you need to be putting out lots of content. And again, it's creativity that's going to help you do that because you need to think of stuff to create content about. Which is a, a reason, by the way, why it's really worth, if you're going to go down the personal brand route, it's really worth ensuring it's something that you're actually interested in. Because if you're not interested in it and you've got to create all this content, it's going to be a bit of a slog and it probably won't be very good. And that's one of the reasons why I moved back to the, the dating content as opposed to the uh, just all business content. Number 15, what you think will be popular won't be and vice versa. This is just a fact of life, I think. You know, if you write a post, an article, you think this is awesome, this is going to smash it, you know, and you put it out and hardly anyone reads it or a few people read it and, you know, that's it and there's no comments or anything like that. Or you do a video and it's the same thing, you know, you get a few views and nobody really comments, nobody really likes it. Uh, and that's it. And then you do something just off the cuff, not really very well planned. You're just like, oh, yeah, I'll just do this and chuck it out, see what happens. You throw that out and suddenly you, you wake up and it's got hundreds of views, hundreds of comments, and everybody loves it. Um, there's no rhyme or reason to that necessarily. With experience, you feel like you, you've got a better handle on what people are going to like and what they're not. And there's loads and loads of resources you can look at to, to find out how to create engaging content but in the end you know it, it, it's sort of down to luck and it's sort of down to the audience and just how they take your your stuff so this is another reason why you just need to be getting that content out there uh, and just being consistent and putting out a lot of content because some of it's going to hit some of it's going to miss and that's okay because you, you just keep churning it out every day you get out you put more stuff out there and that's how it needs to B, number 16, the more yourself you are, the more cash you'll make. Well, that's pretty similar to the point that I made earlier, talking about being authentic. Because what I've found is that the more 
just like, you know, I'm not trying to be anything else. I'm just being myself. The more I'm honest and open I am with, you know, just, just like what I think about things, how I feel about the world, how I see things, I find more people are drawn to me. Or maybe it's not more people. Maybe it's less people. I mean, maybe lots of people are put off by it. But it doesn't really matter because the people that are drawn to it really like you. Um, and in the end, that's all that matters. You know, you don't need to convert the whole internet. You don't need to have 700,000 people following on YouTube. You know, you can have a, a small audience, but a small audience who are engaged and who will buy your products is... That's all you need. There's a very famous article called The um, 1000 True Fans. I'll link it below. I forget the, the name of the writer, but it's a really, really great article. Very, very famous. And his point is that you only need a thousand true fans. If you've got a thousand people who think you're awesome and will buy everything, and you put out $250 worth of, of product in a year, you make $250,000, okay? Which is pretty good. So you don't need to be Gary Vaynerchuk. You don't need to be Taylor Swift. Um, you just need to have a core of people who really, really dig your stuff and who will be supportive of you. And they will be supportive. It's, it's amazing. It's amazing how it works. Um, 17, you need input if you're selling knowledge, products, and coaching. Now, this is something that I... It really, really became clear to me last year because, you know, I'm selling products about dating, about about game and all of those things. Um, and when you are dating somebody, when you're seeing somebody, then, you know, you're not going out and you're not in the field in the way that you, you are when you're single. OK, so it became very, very clear to me. That it's like, right, okay, so either you're getting the stimuli from, or, and the inspiration and the information from, you know, like real life encounters, from actually going out and doing, being in the field and doing experimentation. And if you're not, for whatever reason, then you need to be getting the input from elsewhere. And that means you need to be reading, you need to be researching, you need to be looking at scientific papers, you need to be you know, you need, to be, you need to be bringing something in so that you can pass it on. And the job of the content creator is to pass on the best, most authentic, most up-to-date information that they can possibly get uh, to their audience. Because otherwise, what kind of authority figure are you? So that became very clear to me last year. And that's why I started referring to, to, to books, to other writers, to other creators a lot more in my in my output because you know I spend the time reading that stuff and going through it and putting my own spit on it so that you don't have to and I think that's really really useful and I know that you know guys really really engage with that so if I talk about Robert Greene the art of seduction for example and by the way you have to always credit the original source this isn't about pretending that you came up with the ideas um, you know this is about being open and honest and upfront and just saying, listen, I read this amazing thing by Robert Greene. Here's what I think about it. Here's how this manifested uh, in my journey, in my life. This is how this applies in this situation, etc. And that's absolutely fine. But you're, you're doing the audience a service because you're, you're opening them up to something, to the source material maybe they didn't have before. But 
basically what I'm saying is you need to have input coming in. If you're, particularly if you're selling information products or coaching, there needs to be constant input coming in because otherwise you're just stagnating and you're not giving the best, most cutting edge stuff to your audience. And uh, you really need to be, you know, you, you can't be teaching stuff that's like 15 years old and you're just resting on your laurels. You need to be moving forward in, in whatever way that's appropriate in your particular space. Uh, number 18, you will get haters reduce interactivity. Yeah, you know, it's just the nature of the beast, really. You're going to get people hating on you. You're going to get people leaving nasty comments or sort of snidey comments and stuff. And, it, you know, like, like, what are you going to do? It's just part of it. Everyone gets it. Um, I find a, a platform like Twitter particularly annoying because it's ironic really the unique selling point of twitter is that it's this interactive platform but that's also one of the most annoying things about twitter because it means that you get these idiots coming down and they want to have a conversation with you you know i put out a tweet and it's what i think about something and then you've got five people underneath going well you're wrong because what about this and it's sort of like well i you know i i didn't want to have a conversation I was just writing what I thought, you know, so I don't, I actually don't want the interactivity very much, you know. Um, so what I tend to do is I mute people a lot. Sometimes I block people, you know, like, like look, I mean, I, I am a content creator. I'm here to put out my ideas into the world. Some people are going to love them. Some people are going to think I'm a dick. Y you know, that's fine. That's up to them. But I'm not here to, to debate them or I'm not, I mean, that's not to say that I don't ever take other people's views on board because of course I do but primarily I'm not here to to debate with people you know if you if you don't like where I'm coming from then that's cool there's no point in us having an argument just go and look at somebody else's channel do you know what I mean don't don't you know let's agree to disagree um yeah so you know um you're gonna get haters it's inevitable in fact it's good when you get haters actually because the more haters you're getting the more visibility you've got, right? So as I started to to grow a bit, and you know my brand is still is still very small, but you know as you start to grow a bit, um, you get more haters, and and it's actually a good sign because it means you're getting more visibility because they don't tend to hate on people who've got no visibility. It's just why would you bother? So yeah, uh, you're going to get them. Block, mute, move on. Don't get into big conversations and stuff. It's just a time sink. There's no point. That's not your function. Your function isn't to get into arguments with people. Your function is to put out valuable and useful content. Number 19, be honorable, treat people well. You know, I think in business, this is 100, you know, you, you just need to be a good dude, you know? I mean, you know, if, if, you, if you rip people off, if you mislead people, if you're dishonorable, uh, it, it just goes against all my values. It's just not what I'm into. Do you know what I mean? I would rather be honorable and lose cash than I would, you know, be dishonorable. Because as Robert Greene says, reputation is everything. You know, you need to have a, protect your reputation. And it just, it just doesn't sit right with me to be any other way. So... So yeah, be honourable, treat people well. Number 20, be insanely driven, but professional. So obsession and being almost addictive about, about work, about creating content, about putting your message out there, about making your products is incredibly valuable. And I, I put down 
I'm very, very grateful in many ways that I have this addictive personality because I think that's been very useful to me in just professionally and in dating and everything else. But you also need to be professional, right? You know, um, you need to be... And, and I'm not saying you need to be a geek. I'm not saying you need to have spreadsheets. I mean, you know, I'm kind of... <laughs> I, I, I'm sort of like the Pete Doherty of business, really. I mean, I've got notes all over the place. I'm sort of like, you know, I'm not, I'm, I'm not a sort of finely honed spreadsheet operator where everything looks perfect and everything like that. But you've got to be professional. You've got to turn up. You've got to put out decent content. If you say you're going to do something, you've got to do it. If you say you're going to be on someone's podcast, you've got to be on it. Blah, 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 you know. Um, and again, that goes back to being honourable. Um, so be professional, but be really driven as well. And number 21, it's both easier and harder than you think. And that's, I suppose, a bit cryptic, but it's true. Uh, online business, I suppose, before you start it, it seems like this amazing thing. You think, well, shit, you know, I'm going to put this link out there and somebody's going to buy something from me. How, how does that happen? And when I first sold a few books on Amazon and the money came in, you're like, whoa, that's amazing. You know, I've sold these books. It's incredible. And, and then when it starts happening a bit, you think, oh, well, actually, it's, it's easy. It's kind of easy. You know, I'm just putting the stuff out there and, it, and the money's coming through and, and you start to believe that it can happen. But but, but the, you know, but, but you've got to continue and you've got to grow and you've got to move in new directions. And so, you know, the, the tools are all out there, like I said before. The tech is all out there. It's not that hard to get yourself up and running, to be online, to put products out there, to start growing an audience and, and selling things to people. It's doable. You can do it, okay? But it's also not easy either <laughs> because you've got to stand out. You've got to have a point of difference, you know, and, and some things you put out are going to bomb and that's just the way it goes. So, so yeah, it's both easier and harder than you think it's going to be. And that's just the nature of it. So, you know, but you need to, as I said earlier, you need to just start, plunge in and optimize as you go along. So you can optimize the tech, you can optimize your offer, you can optimize the way you present yourself. All of these things can be tweaked as you go along. But the main thing is just to start. Minimal viable product is a really interesting idea, which is basically that, you know, you go to market with the most basic level offering that you can and, and, and just see what the response is like. And if people say, well, I liked it, but this was a bit crap because of, you know, the, the videos were really clunky or, you know, your delivery was really bad or whatever. So, okay, fine. I'll tweak that and I'll relaunch and we'll, we'll go again. Just get stuff out there. Start today. You know, you don't have time to waste. If you want to go down this route, you've really, really got to start getting out there, grinding, hustling, and all of that cliched entrepreneur stuff. Anyway, listen, we are nearly on an hour now, which is ridiculously long. My voice is going, and I'm getting hungry and all the rest of it. So I'm going to leave it for now. But I hope you enjoyed this. I hope you found it of some use. It's a little bit off the, the usual topic. But like I say, I think, um, I mean, let me know in the comments, right? But I think that this business content is um, is valuable. I think people want it. I'm not going to do a full pivot and just talk about business again. It's always going to be primarily the dating and relationships and confidence stuff. But if you like this, I can talk a bit more about these issues. So do let me know. Uh, sign up for my daily email list, Monday to Friday free article. Link is below. Support me on Patreon on the VIP members section. 
And yeah, rule zero tickets. If you want one, there's a couple left. Go to the link below and I will leave it there for now. Good luck and I will speak to you again very soon. Bye-bye.